Within Space podcast. I have a couple quick reminders before we jump into part two of our conversation with Edgar and Rahina on the Sabbath. There are still open spots for our two upcoming retreats, Lavish, a three-day women's retreat, and Silence, a three-day self-guided silent retreat at St. Bernard Abbey. You can find the link to register for those retreats or read more information in the show notes to this episode. Also, if you are listening to this and you are not signed up for our email list, we'd like to invite you to check out our new website where you can sign up and get updates on our events, podcasts, retreats, and small groups. Just go to cloudwalk.org, scroll to the bottom of the website, and enter your email address. One last note, if you're looking for a silent getaway, we have 200 acres set aside in North Georgia for prayer. Visit godshome.org to get more information and book your private prayer retreat. And now to our conversation with Edgar and Rahina. Could you um, share a little bit about, so how did, how did you go about practicing the Shabbat? I know where you're at today is different than where you started. And there's some, I mean, you shared a few stories around that that were just, um, pretty wonderful and you know we're kind of hearing the the journey up to and the blessings coming out of but you you really had um i mean you've walked in this for over 10 years now but could you just share a little bit because you know i'm sure some of us are listening and we're like wow and in the truth like jody just said there's such authority in the spirit of the truth of what you're speaking and maybe you can just, you know, whether it's as an encouragement or what have you, just for those that of us that are like, you know what, maybe it's time. Maybe even through this, the Lord is speaking to me and it's time to step into this, but I really don't know how to do it. Like, what does this even look like? How do you practice this? And maybe you could speak into that a little bit based on your experience. There's a, a verse in the book of Isaiah that God has used to uh, to teach us about it and to show us how important it is. Um, and I would love to read it uh, to you. It's uh, Isaiah 58, 13, 14. If you hold back your foot on Shabbat from pursuing your own interests on my holy day, if you call Shabbat a delight, the Lord's holy day, worth honoring then honor it by not doing your usual things or pursuing your interests or speaking about them if you do you will find delight in the lord i will make you ride on the heights of the land and feed you with the heritage of your ancestor jacob for the mouth of adonai has spoken and I would like to break down this verse so that we can see um, how important this is and, 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 and the promise that God is making to his children uh, as he declared this. And, and just the way he finishes his, this verse is the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So we serve a God that doesn't lie and we serve a God that, doesn't, uh, that always fulfills his word. And, and that's the way he's sealing this verse and, and he's calling us to, to hold back our foot on Shabbat from pursuing our own interest. 
um, on my holy day. So if we go back to Genesis, God set apart that seventh day and he called it holy. So this comes from the very beginning. Uh, God separated that day for him. He said, this day is going to be mine. And I'm going to invite my children to come and meet with me on this day. It belongs to me. It doesn't belong to them. It belongs to me. And I'm giving them an invitation to hold back their foot from pursuing their own interests and to stop and to enter and spend that time with me. That's a mystery right there because we don't know what's going to happen if we do that. But there's an invitation. There's a clear invitation that God is presenting to us. And, And he calls us to honor that day. And he calls us to delight, to find our delight in the Lord. I think... In my experience, it is one thing to to know God because at some point in my life I gave I gave it to him. It is it is another thing to make a decision to become a disciple and to follow him. And it's a whole different thing when I can be at a point where I can say God is my delight. The moment I and, and, and that's probably my greatest desire to, to get to that point where I can say, God is my delight. There's nothing on this earth that I want more than, than to know God and to experience him in my life. So what God is doing through Shabbat is inviting us to enter into that divine appointment once a week with him. And as we enter with faith, and as we enter with, with trust, we are going to find our delight in him. So in a practical way, I can be working, managing my business and trying to close this deal with this client and trying to figure out how am I going to deal with these logistic issues that we're facing today and what am I going to do with inflation and what am I going to do with rising costs And what are we going to do with all these restrictions? And when is the world going to go back to normal? That can be my week. And that's the week of probably 100% of the audience that that is listening to this podcast. Um, But the moment we, we get to that appointment with God and we enter and we say, God, I've done my best this week trying to figure out how to solve my, uh, the problems and the issues and the challenges. But now I come to you and I want to rest. The moment I, I do that, what I'm telling God is, you got this. What I'm telling God is, I trust you so much that I am willing to stop. And, and that's the important thing, I believe, uh, of, of this lesson is making a decision where we tell God, I am willing to hold back my foot. I am willing to stop doing what I'm doing, because I trust you so much that I know that you can take care of it. So I think that is the moment when we set ourselves in a place where we can begin to experience God and to to have a delight in our relationship with him. And the promise that he makes for us is wonderful. I mean, he says, 
I will make you ride on the heights of the land and feed you with the heritage of your ancestor Jacob. I mean, we can we can talk a lot about that, what that means, but it's 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 the it's the God of the universe, the king of the universe, saying, I made a covenant with my son Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that same promise that I gave to them, I'm willing to give to you if you do this. So in a practical way, what, what we do is we, we stop our week on, on Fridays. Uh, Friday evening, uh, we're done. I understand that I am entering that holy day. I'm leaving aside uh, my phone and, and, and the engagement that I will have with connecting with people about work or answering questions or sending emails. No, that's not going to happen for the next 24 hours. I'm going to, to stop. We sit around the, uh, at the table uh, with Rahina and, and we, we remember how God in Exodus took his people out of Egypt and and, and how he commanded them to, to honor the day because he was their savior. He was the God who took them out. And then in Deuteronomy, he says that we're going to remember this day because it is, it is the, the, the God who created the universe. So we remember a God who's a creator and a God who's a redeemer. And, and we enter into Shabbat with, with the idea that... Um, we're just going to relax in our salvation. We are going to enjoy our, 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 our Savior, and, and we're going to understand that it is not through our works, through our effort, that things are going to go well, but through having this faith in, in God that he can take care of our lives. Um, we, you know, in, in terms of what we've decided to do during that day is to uh, study the word. So we, we gather with uh, family members and on Saturday mornings, we will read the, the Bible and comment and pray for each other. We try not to make appointments for that day. Just we protect it. We protect it as, as much as we can. Now, if we get invited to a wedding, we go. No problem. If, if, if there's a, a situation that requires our involvement, we're going to get involved and, and, and we're going to do what we're re required to do. But, but we protect the day so that we're not engaged in, in, in running around doing things uh, so that we can relax, so that we can connect with God, that we can connect with uh, family, and that we can recharge for um, starting the week again. Uh, would you like to add something to Well, sometimes we even end up talking about business during that day and it's like, wait, 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 let's not. <laughs> let's just not talk about business. Let's just talk about other things, right? I don't think, I think the most important thing is to have a, a sense of pausing and, and making it, you have to make it intentional to stop and it's almost your mind that, that needs to stop the most because taking a break and, you know, and just taking it easy is easy. But to stop your brain is, is, or your mind from going places, 
I, I find it to be the hardest. So it's just making it intentional to, to rest. Rahina, how, how has God blessed your heart through the practice of this holy day with your family and in your marriage? How would you, how has God blessed your heart in all of this? Uh, through the fact that uh, he, has, he has shown me how he's, he's taking care of me. I have always been worried about my kids and leading them in a godly way. That has always been something that is, is a burden in my heart. And through this practice, I have, I have seen how God has been taking care of them. As a mother, I, I always talk to them and, you know, try to, to show them the way, the godly way, but it's up to them to make a decision. So, even in, in, in that sense, I need to take this to the Lord, this burden that I, have, I always have had. And to see him work in my kid's life has been wonderful. To, to see him do things that I would have never imagined. I think that has been what the Lord has impacted me with the most. Because I have learned to, to stop worrying. I still do. I still do, but I, I'm aware that I need to stop worrying. So, and, and it's a gift that the Lord gives us. It's a weekly gift because the next day after Shabbat, I don't know, you just start worrying again and you start working again and you start, you know, going and it's, it's how it is. But to have this gift every week, to be reminded that the Lord is taking care of me and he's taking care of my family and he's taking care of our business and he's taking care of every single detail of our lives is just wonderful. That has been what's blessed me the most, I would say, in this experience. I am so enjoying this conversation. I feel like I have much to learn from all, all of you on this. Uh, being earlier in my career and feeling these pressures that I, you know, as you're talking, Edgar, I, I feel the, the things inside of me arise that tell me I have to work, that tell me I have to choose this over this time of rest. And that if I do choose this work, then that's really what's going to pay off in the long run. Like the, this idea of resting is cool, but maybe it's not for me because I've got to get work done to feed my family and get the bigger house and get the bigger car. So like I'm feeling these emotions as you are, as you're sharing and it, it's very meaningful to me. Also, I've got two young children in the house right now, uh, one and zero. And so we've had the movie Encanto on a lot recently. I don't know if you've had a chance to see this movie yet from, from Disney, but there's this character, Louisa, and she sings this song called Surface Pressure. And she paints a beautiful picture of what I think the invitation is uh, into Sabbath. It's, it's kind of, I'm going to read some of the lyrics here and kind of 
tell, I think, the story of an invitation and, and the story of an invitation to Sabbath that is a light yoke and a light burden uh, and not the opposite, which I think sometimes I get confused as to like, oh, this the Sabbath is a burden when really the Sabbath is a, a removal of that burden. Uh, so the song starts out with, I'm the strong one. I'm not nervous. I'm as tough as the crust of the earth is. And so she's just like this really strong character, takes kind of everything on to herself. I don't ask how hard the work is, got a rough, indestructible surface, but then under the surface, and it's kind of got this imagery of her going be up below this like tough act that she puts on. Uh, she says, I feel berserk as a tightrope walker in a three-ring circus, a flaw or a crack, the straw in the stack that breaks the camel's back. I feel pressure like a drip, drip, drip that'll never stop. Pressure that'll tip, tip, tip till you just go pop. And I think this is this is the type of pressure I hear kind of you, you describing, Edgar, that would wake you up in the night. It's like... I'm taking all of this on to myself under the surface. I hide my nerves and it worsens. I worry something is going to hurt us. The ship doesn't swerve as it heard how big the iceberg is kind of a, a nod to the Titanic there. So, but, but she gets to this point in the song and the music actually slows down and she says, but wait, if I could shake the crushing weight of expectations, would that free some room up for joy or relaxation or simple pleasure? Instead, we measure this growing pressure. And she just goes right back into the pressure. But that but wait when the music slows and everything slows was just this picture of the Sabbath in the middle of the song where we, we feel this pressure. Anyways, I wanted to share that because it came to mind and it's, it, it is, it's a reminder to me that the invitation into Sabbath is one that relieves the pressure, that lightens the burden. Uh, Jesus tells us his yoke is light. Yeah. So does that relate? Is, is that making sense? Is that connecting at all with any of you? Yes. And, and it makes me think about my, my, my sister-in-law, Anna. She, she would um, uh, tell us many times, you know, guys, there's this thing that I don't understand. God is offering this beautiful gift to his children. And he's saying, here's the opportunity for you to rest. I'm inviting you to come and rest. I'm inviting you to take my yoke, uh, which is easy to, to carry. And we reject that. We, um, we don't accept the invitation. Um, in, in, in and when you, you know, when I think about that, it's, it's so true how many times because we don't understand something or, or because it doesn't fit in the uh, probably portfolio of things that, that uh, I, I've been exposed to, I, I simply reject an idea. But this is a beautiful gift that God is, is, is offering his children. And the moment we take a step of faith, and we embrace it, um, we begin to understand what it means. So the way I picture Shabbat is like a treasure. And you need to actually open it up to, to find out what's inside. And then you need to dig to begin to pull the, the precious gold coins that are inside that treasure. 
Um, but many times myself, I believe that I need to understand something before I can enjoy it. And the way the kingdom of God operates, it's the opposite. I need to, I need to take a step of faith and I need to say, okay, I don't understand this. Regina, you're telling me about honoring the Shabbat. I'm telling you that I'm willing to be a better husband. And you're telling me that I need to rest. I don't understand what you're talking about right now. But what if I risk, um, I take a risk and in, in I take a step of faith to try to see what's behind and what God wants to reveal to me through this new message. So that's what I believe um, uh, Shabbat is, is, is this opportunity where God says, uh, I'm going to make you ride on the heights of the land. And we have no idea what that means. But the moment we take the step of saying, okay, Lord, I am going to stop. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to begin to live a life where my work is not my priority, where you are number one, where I'm going to stop, where I'm going to connect with my wife, where I'm going to bless my children. And, and the moment I enter into that uh, new life, um, that treasure begins to be exposed and I have the opportunity to begin to enjoy it. Now I want to see that movie happen in Kanto. <laughs> I highly recommend it. You know, two things, and, and this is this um, really resonated with me when we were with you. And, and again, we first heard you talk about Shabbat, Edgar and Rahina, is the grace in it. You know, when you said, if there's a wedding, we go to a wedding, if there's an obligate, because as soon as you started talking about this at the retreat, I started thinking about all the reasons it was going to be a problem for me. You know, like weekend weekend commitments to retreats that we have and so on and so forth. And as soon as you said that, I just want you to know, it lifted the pressure, Evan, to do this writer, you know, and just to protect that day as much as I can, but knowing that there are commitments and things that come up that I don't believe God would want us to miss, much less we would want to miss. And then the other thing, the blessing, and we got to experience this firsthand being with you over that week, the way everyone um, in your family and even the people that work for your company, Edgar, the way you bless one another, I saw it happening over and over again. And, and it was contagious. And I know now I come home and when I send a, an email to someone, I include a blessing for them, you know, and I'm learning. It's not quite as beautiful as you, but would you speak a little bit about that part of Shabbat for you, the blessing, because that really touched my heart. I think we, we began to to practice speaking words of life and blessing to each other through my mother-in-law. She, she's the one who actually, actually modeled that. And, and, and we began to adopt this, this practice because uh, she will call me. Uh, her name is Beatriz. She will call me every night um, during, a, during a season in my life where I was going through, through, a lot of uh, pressure in my work and in that season where I was having these, these panic attacks. And, and I remember her calling me 
at night when I would get back from work and and she would say to me, okay, Edgar, uh, are you ready? I'm going to bless you. And and she would begin to to speak life into me and to and to bless uh, my life. And and she did it nonstop every night for several weeks. And, and it got to a point where I was I was waiting for the call, okay, because I was so dry and and I needed that water. I needed that. Um, refreshment. So the idea of blessing, it comes from Jacob calling his children and speaking to them, to, to those 12 tribes, words that were going to define their future and words that were going to affirm their identity, who they were and what they were called to be. And it's fascinating when we when we read in Genesis, uh, Jacob blessing his children, and then we go on reading the Bible and we, we will read about the tribe of Benjamin or we will read about the tribe of Manasseh or we will read about uh, Levi and we will see the connection, those words that that, that father spoke to them, how hundreds of years later, you could see the manifestation of, of that blessing taking place in the life of those tribes. So I believe there's a powerful tool uh, that God has given us in our tongue. Our tongue is, is, it has the capacity to speak life or to speak death. And when, when we use it to speak life, we are going to bless the life of, of the other person. Uh, the idea of blessing for us is not, is not declaring to somebody our wishes or what we would like to see take place in their lives, but it's, it's more of, a, of a becoming a vessel to allow God to say what he wants to say through us and to acknowledge the, the virtues or, or, or the situations that he wants us to speak into in the life of somebody else. Um, and the way it works, I think, is number one, we need to be willing to do it. We need to be willing to, 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 to put ourselves in that position to speak into somebody else's life. And the moment we... we we position ourselves, uh, God uses our, our, our mouth and God reveals his heart for the person that, we, that is in front of us. And we begin to communicate what he wants to communicate. And I believe that's um, what makes it powerful because it's not words that are coming from our intellect or words that are coming from our own heart, but uh, we're asking God to use us to express his heart to his people. Um, I believe blessing affirms identity. And when you do it with your children, and, and we went through that phase with our children, where we would sit down around the Shabbat table and, 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 and speak into their lives and, and bless their lives. Eventually, I did uh, a rite of passage with uh, with each one of my children, and 
And the blessing was a, a, a very important component of that event. And, and the things that God showed me that I needed to speak to Adrian, to Alejandra, to Javier, to Marcelo, I can see today how those words um, were coming from him. And now I'm seeing the manifestation of that blessing in front of my eyes. Um, so there's, there is great power in, in speaking life, in speaking truth. And, and I believe that uh, we should do it more. We, we, we should uh, use that uh, precious gift that God has given us to, to, to be able to bless somebody else's life and just wait to see the fruit uh, of those words uh, take place in their lives. And in one analogy that I like to, to use when I talk about blessing is how you can take a plant and if you don't water that plant, it's, it's, it's going to dry up and it's not going to have life and, and eventually it's going to die. But the moment you can have a, a plant that is dry and that is dying and, and you can bring some water and you pour it um, and immediately, immediately you're going to see that plant react and, 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 and get new energy. So our lives are the same way. Uh, we do life with, with family, with team members that are in that position in their lives where their hearts are dry. And, and God has placed us in a special position where we can be that water and, 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 and offer that water uh, to them and, and bring them back to life and, and give them purpose and affirm their identity. about Evan and, and his children and what a right time to, to hear this because you can start doing that right now and you know as parents you you tend to see the bad things in your kids and how they need to be corrected and we make more emphasis on what's wrong than on what we see God has placed in their hearts so when you see your kids growing up you see tendencies, you see gifts that the Lord has given them. So you can start opening your eyes, your spiritual eyes, your spiritual ears to the Lord and, and ask him, what have you given this specific child of yours? What have you placed in his heart and in his life that I need to bless in order to see this in the future? That's what we experience as parents uh, when we start to speaking words of life into our kids' life, because the Lord would start open, opening up our eyes and seeing things in our kids that we did not, didn't notice before. And it gave us the, the, the gift of blessing those things that he has put in them that need to be watered, like, like Edgar said, to see fruit. Thank you for the encouragement to speak blessings and and notice verbally what God is doing and how God is shaping my children. I am so glad I got to hear this a second time. <laughs> it's so rich and and you God through the two of 
you has totally reframed this, this commandment to rest for me. And I think as Evan shared, where I used to see this would be a burden to add to my life. I, I now see it as a gift that I am ready to open and see what gold coins God has for me in it. And, and, um, and it's really moved from through talking to you again this second time. It's really moved from my head to my heart this time. And, and so I just thank you for that gift. I can't wait to share, share this with our community, share this with our family, Larry, and, and, and for Larry and I to, to take some time and really look at what does Shabbat look like in our lives? Because it's important, as you said. It's, it's not only important, it's crucial, I believe, um, to what God has called each of us to. And, um, and to get much better at, at affirming the identity of, of my children and also just, you know, the people that I I'm, I'm encounter every day. And, uh, and you have so um, deposited something in me that's making that come alive. So thank you. Jody, I, the, the, the way God has uh, gifted you to share this message is, is really powerful. And, um, and I, I remember, you know, it's, we, we had more time to share when we were down in Guatemala, but I, I remember you sharing the stories about praying a blessing over the kids. And, you know, it, it initially with, with one or two of them, it wasn't uh, that well received. But what I was so, what was, what was so impactful, um, Edgar, was the way you shared you didn't stop, you know, and, and there came a time when God brought their hearts to a place where they, they did receive it. And I know you inspired me, um, these, this notion of words of life. I, I, uh, this Christmas, I wrote cards to our kids and, and to, um, our daughter-in-law and our, our son-in-law. And, um, and I did exactly what you were describing where he and I just went to the Lord and I said, what is your heart to bless what you've put inside of them? And so I sent them notes and, um, and I haven't heard a word, <laughs> which is totally okay. But I, I get emotional over this. Um, I mean, they're, you know, and I know we all feel this way, Evan, you're just starting in this, but, but our kids mean everything, everything. And, um, what, what I want most, and I know what Jody wants most is for them to have the life that God has, has for them and has planned for them and, um, and to never give up on that. So, you know, it's quite priceless what God has put within you to share. And, um, and we know you'd be the first to say it's him um, in and through you. Um, but thank you. I, Jody, too, I just can't wait for people uh, to, to listen to this and hear, hear this word from our Lord. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. And at this point in the podcast, Edgar and Rahina are going to pray a blessing over you. After the blessing, we'll play some music, and we invite you to ask God the question, God, what is your invitation? What are you inviting me into? And then just respond to God for a moment before moving on with your day. And now a blessing from Edgar and Rahina. Father, we thank you 
for this beautiful day. We thank you for this divine appointment. We thank you for the opportunity that you have placed in our lives to speak about a beautiful gift that you have given us, a beautiful invitation that you have placed in front of us to enter into your rest, to honor your day, to make you our God, to trust you with all our hearts, to walk with faith, knowing that you have control of all the circumstances that are playing around our lives. And as we believe your word, and as we receive your invitation, we say yes. And we, we walk into this beautiful, beautiful place that you have created for us, where we can trust you and where we can put our burdens at your feet and know that you are the God who fights our battles and you are the God who protects our lives. And may your love, may your grace, your mercy, your favor, your peace reach the heart of every single person listening to this podcast. May you reveal yourself to them in a new way. May you speak words of life to their hearts so that eyes will be open, hearts will be melted down. And lives will be transformed. May your love touch the heart of every single person. May the invitation to Shabbat be accepted by your children. May the call to speak life and blessing to each other be received. And may we all walk, Lord, in a way that would show your love to our neighbor, that would honor your name, and that will lift up your purposes and your plans for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord, for, for this precious moment, for your word, for your love for us. Because you, you, your heart is toward us and, and you want us to receive this gift. I pray for every single person that is listening to this podcast that their hearts will be open to this invitation that you have made to everybody. That they would open up their hearts to this mystery that you can be revealing to us every single day. I ask your blessing on each person and I ask that you pour your blessings on everybody that is listening to this message from your heart. That you will bless their families, 
their lives, everything that they, they do will be blessed in Jesus' name.